Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast, and welcome to today's episode uh, first, I would just want to share with you something that um, happened today. I was on a coaching call today um, with my coach, and um, we did this exercise, a Mount Everest exercise, where you kind of you want to start at the top of where you kind of want to be, and then you kind of work your way down, and then you go through all that feelings about you know how is everything going to feel once you get to that end goal and down. Uh, I mean, that was an experience that I've never experienced before. I mean, it was really, yeah, it, it struck a nerve and it really shook some stuff up. And uh, it was amazing coaching call, to be honest. It really dug down deep to something that I, uh, I really can't, I can't, I really can't put words on it. I really can't explain it. It was just an amazing session, and um, it just shows that you know. Yes, you can do a lot of stuff on your own without a coach, without any doubt. Obviously, you can do that. But when you have a coach and have somebody who you know can help you through things and you can talk to them about everything um, and they can kind of ask those hard questions and you can open up and share without any judgment and all that, you can have some really great experiences with that. Um, so if you have a business coach or a coach of any kind, I would highly recommend you invest in that because it's going to help you move so much faster and you're going to uncover so much things that you you might know is there, but you really don't touch on it because it's in your subconscious mind, obviously. So yeah, that was um, my experience today and I just wanted to share that with you. Um, but today's episode is with another launch coach, actually, um, Jess O'Connell who I uh, I didn't meet her at BBD Live in October 2019, but she was there and we were together on a late night session that James Wedmore had. And um, she she shared a moment that I didn't forget. And um, when I caught her on the uh, James Wedmore podcast, Money Business podcast, um, I knew that I just need to have her on this podcast so we can talk a little bit more about the things that she's doing. And I also love having other launch coaches on because we all have different perspective on things. I mean, yes, we're in the same game, but we don't necessarily do the same thing or do it the same way. Um, I believe that a coach is, it needs to be a good fit, not just for you, but for me or for, you know, for the coach as well. It needs to be a good fit. So, you know, whether that, I think we tend to look at other coaches or other if you're a coach and you look at other coaches in the same industry, you immediately, you know, start thinking about this competition and all that stuff. But, you know, people follow you because you are you, uh, not because of something else. And you have your perspective and you have your methods and um, there's room for everybody, to be honest. So, you know, for those who love, love Jess, they will go and hang out with Jess and learn a lot of stuff from her. And, you know, then those who love me will hang out with me instead. So... I think it's just a great opportunity to talk to people and share thoughts and perspectives and um, 
yeah, somebody else will benefit from that as well. So, anyways, um, today we're talking about uh, her launches, a couple of launches that she done, and her um, alignment uh, framework, which we'll discuss a little bit more. So, it's a really interesting episode. You learn something new, which is great. So, definitely check this out. And uh, as always. I'm ready here for you if you're stuck in a launch or if you're about to get into a launch and you need some guidance to make sure that you're doing the right things, that you're taking the launch to the next level, schedule a launch chat. It's just 20 minutes, no strings attached. Just get on the call, get some clarity. You'll find the link in the show notes. But um, let's dig into the episode. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Wesker, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right, welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Wesker, and today I am joined with another launch coach, uh, Jess O'Connell. Welcome, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you as well. Um, I came across one episode where you were interviewed by James Woodmore, and I really loved the conversation you guys had. And I was like, I got to have Jess on this podcast. <laughs> Well, thank you. I loved that conversation with him. So if you also listen to James Wedmore's podcast, you can find me over there. I don't know what the episode number is. I think it's like 389 or something. It's like in the 380s. Yeah. Just look for Jess O'Connell and you'll find it. Definitely worth a listen for sure. Well, thank Uh, you. um, I know Jess a little bit from, we didn't actually meet on the BBD Live in October in 2019, but I remember that Jess got up and it was all about Care Bear Jess. I'll never forget yeah. that moment. It was so cool. You want to share a little bit about that experience? Because I felt sure. like that was a big moment for you. That was a big moment for me. It's funny that you say that we didn't meet at BBD Live. I didn't meet anybody at BBD Live. <laughs> I went to that event like with a hoodie on and like, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to anybody. I was so uncomfortable. And I felt like so... I was so afraid to go. I actually almost didn't go. I registered for the event as soon as I bought the program. And then like middle of September, I still hadn't booked my ticket or my hotel room. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go. Like they're all going to know that I'm not good enough. Like my business isn't far enough along. Mm. Like I just felt massive imposter syndrome about being in that room. Wow. And so I finally was like, okay, fine. I'm going to go. Like I have paid for this program. I'm going to go, but I didn't want to talk to anybody. I stayed at a different hotel. So I wasn't on property with everybody else. And I like wore headphones the whole time. I made one friend and like <laughs> stuck with her the whole time. So that moment was kind of funny. So for those of you who weren't there, there was like a late night Q and a kind of thing. Um, after one of the day's events. And I actually like wanted to go see the ocean that night. So Mm. my BBD buddy and I hopped in an Uber to go to the ocean for sunset with, along with everybody else in the city of (laughs) Irvine, because we got caught in massive traffic. So we were in this Uber for an hour and still didn't make it the like four miles to the beach. And we ended up telling her to turn around. We almost got into an accident. (laughs) We (laughs) 
ended up eating at the hotel and like it was also super crowded because again everybody Mm -hmm. was eating at the hotel and so our food came like an hour late my friend didn't even get her food like it was just a fiasco (laughs) and all of the things leading up to us getting to that event the Q&A super late (laughs) and so we're sitting in the way back and we had just walked in right before that moment happened And I was sitting there and I didn't want to talk to anybody. Like I was, I had absolutely zero interest in asking a question, but a guy at the end of the row was asking his question. I think his name is Carl and he was kind of doing his spiel and he like finished his, his question and just looked at me and threw me the box. And I wasn't even like (laughs) interested in it. And I stood up (laughs) and I was like, hi. (laughs) And it just happened. And it was just like the universe forced that thing Mm -hmm. to happen because it really didn't change the trajectory of my life and of my business. And I think that had I not asked that question, I don't know where I would be today. I do think I would be successful, but I don't think that I would be living in alignment and like doing what I'm doing now, I think I would have continued down the path because I was building a different business Mm -hmm. with a different audience. And at BBD Live, I decided to pivot because I was like, you know what I am? Like I was stuck in this, like I'm not worthy. I don't know enough to actually help the people that I want to help. And I was teaching um, like MLM fitness coaches how to launch with challenges. Mm -hmm. And so I was teaching launching, but like in a very niched way in a very specific audience playing extremely small with like a $97 product and like totally geeking out about like my $1,000 launches (laughs) And BVD Live came and I just dreamed so much bigger. And I felt like for the first time, I felt like safe to be me authentically in front of other people. Mm. Yeah, it's because of that one of those moments that was really memorable. And I felt like uh, those late night sessions were probably the best sessions that was on the whole event, to be honest. And yeah. um, it's amazing. But uh, we totally forgot to introduce you. <laughs> Uh, we just dove right into it. But uh, yeah. why don't you just share a little bit about you, who you are, who you help, and who you serve? Yeah, thank you. My name is Jess. I am a launch coach, and I have um, trademarked the Aligned Launch Formula, and that's kind of my philosophy and what I teach and how to create launches that are fully in alignment. I see, and I was an online entrepreneur who was just throwing spaghetti at the wall and trying anything to launch and like launching two weeks after I had an idea and like, oh, let's, I have this idea. Let me throw it out and see what happens. And I see so many entrepreneurs doing the same thing and getting stuck in this cycle of like great idea, throw it out there. Nobody likes it. Oh my God, it's me. I'm going to stop talking about it. And now launching is hard and I'm full of shame. And this little spiral that I call spaghetti launching makes it so that you don't launch anything, right? Like you kind of get stuck in this cycle of I'm not worth it. Nobody wants what I have. Like I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be successful. And when you can kind of get out of that cycle and create what I call an aligned launch, that's when you start to build an aligned audience, feel like you're really speaking your truth and launch to people who are ready to receive your offer. And that's made all the difference for me. So I help online coaches and entrepreneurs get their message out there, take a stand for the change that they believe in and create aligned launches with their business. That sounds 
so beautiful. I love everything about that. It was awesome. Yeah. Great, great. Um, I would love to just kind of start with, uh, you know, your launch journey and how you started with the launches and um, just talk a little bit about that first launch you had. It wasn't a total bomb. It right. was actually kind of successful. Yeah. Um, but obviously we have some insects also. Totally. <laughs> too, but let's start with that first one and share a little yeah. bit about that one. Absolutely. My first launch was in January of 2019. And up until then, I had been an MLM fitness coach. So I had had like an MLM business for like five and a half years. And it wasn't, I mean, it was successful by like MLM business standards. Like I had Mm -hmm. reached the ranks and all the crap, but I just wasn't feeling fulfilled in it anymore. So I had started to kind of investigate and like steer my direction into like mindset coaching and like helping people with the deeper issue of weight loss and of fitness. And randomly, like one day I just felt this like whisper that was like, and I had been launching my MLM fitness business with launches, doing Mm -hmm. like monthly challenge launches to fill my groups. And I was super successful at it. And I felt this like whisper that was like, you should teach other fitness coaches how to launch with challenges. And I was like, what? (laughs) No, I'm not a business coach. I don't know anything about business. Like I just know, like, I can't do that. What are you talking about? And so I've since learned like that, that was my intuition. (laughs) (laughs) You should listen to that voice, but I felt crazy. And I actually have like a post I put in my, in a Facebook group that was like, I have this idea. I feel crazy but I feel like I have to do this. And so unlike most people who hear that whisper, I listened. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen with this, but I'm just going to listen. And so I had an idea for a challenge. I knew how to do challenge launches because I was challenge launching in my fitness business. So I just followed the exact same thing that I was doing. I announced a challenge on Facebook. I had a warm audience because I was friends with other fitness coaches and I knew that I was doing something differently. So I announced it. I put everybody in a Facebook group. I had like 45 people in a Facebook group. I ran a three-day challenge and I sold like 25 spots into a $59 program Mm -hmm. teaching people how I was doing it. And it was very quick. Like I said, it was like three days after I had the idea. I launched it. I did a three-day challenge. I sold 25 spots. I made like $1,600. And and then I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what did I just do? Like, this is as easy it is to make money because like in the MLM fitness business, like you make $20 or like $30 every time you make a sale and you have to work really hard to make that commission. And here Mm -hmm. I am. I just cleared 1500 bucks with this idea. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, there's something to this. I need to keep doing it. My first program was a disaster. I have never, I don't know where I came up with this idea, but what I did was they paid $59. I went live for five days in a Facebook group to deliver the content. It was just Mm -hmm. me on Facebook live. They only had 30 days of access to it. Okay. And then I kicked them out of the group. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) bye. (laughs) Bye. Like, hopefully you watched it. Like I, there was no coaching. There was no support. It was like me throwing information at you. Yeah. And then I left and I was like, what a weird (laughs) offer, but (laughs) 
it like it was about the fact that I had the hell yes audience. I knew their pain points and I created an offer that solved a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so important is like knowing how, knowing you have an audience and knowing that you can solve a problem for them and illustrating that this is a problem and here's how I can solve it. And so it didn't matter that the offer was weird. It didn't matter that the program was like only 30 days or whatever. Like it solved a problem for them and it really started what has turned into a multiple six figure business for me, um, helping people with their launches. So, yeah. And what's interesting about this is like, just like you said, you know, what, they actually got in the program didn't really matter because you solved that problem, that initial problem that they had. And it's all about the messaging that you had. It didn't really matter how you package it. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people just get really hung up on, you know, what am I going to offer? What is going to look like? What are they getting? But it's not about that. Not at all. How many videos, how many PDFs, how long am I coaching for? There's so many elements to an offer that we freak out about and we worry about. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is, is this going to get them the transformation that they desire? Mm -hmm. And if you can effectively communicate that, you can sell anything. It doesn't matter if it's videos or Facebook lives or PDFs or like tap dancing. Like it doesn't really matter what the actual container is it, they matter. What matters is the transformation and the messaging mm-hmm. that, Hey, I can solve your problem. It doesn't matter how nobody bought it because it was five videos in a Facebook group. Like, yeah, it should be bought- six. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so, but you had a few other launches that weren't as yes. successful as this one. So what, how did, I should phrase it, but, um, how did that make you feel? I mean, you had one successful, yeah. then you suddenly have something that's not successful. Yes. So I, I have, I launched a lot in the beginning of my business. I feel like I was mm-hmm. launching something every month until I met James Wedmore, who was like, Hey, you should only launch one thing. And I was like, what? <laughs> like that well, totally blew my mind. Yeah. And so I was launching all the time. Like, I think I even mentioned in the podcast, I was launching something once a week, basically. Mm. Like I had like programs. I had a mastermind. I had a membership. I had one-on-one coaching and I was always promoting one of those things. And so it felt like literally every week I was promoting something different, which I don't recommend you guys. Like nobody knows (laughs) how to work with you if you change it every week. Bananas. But somehow like that had built up some decent revenue, but along the way I had some zero sale launches. And the first one that I can really remember is actually the very first time that I launched what I currently do. Mm -hmm. And so it's so funny to kind of trace back because I have kind of like pivoted one degree at a time. Mm -hmm. And if you want to pivot, I recommend pivoting one degree at a time because it's a really good way to keep making money and get even closer into alignment. If you realize that what you're doing is not in alignment with what you want to do, sure, you can kind of shut it all down and build a whole new audience and go from there. Or you can kind of shimmy shake over. (laughs) So what I did was I had built this audience of MLM fitness coaches selling them like $97 offers that solved a really specific problem. And I felt inside of my heart that I wanted to create a mastermind of other entrepreneurs who were launching. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to help other course creators and other entrepreneurs like, and I wanted to be in community with those people too. And so I didn't have the audience for it. 
outside of my little bubble, I didn't have like that, the notoriety of it because I didn't really know many other course creators. And I decided to launch a higher level mastermind for course creators, um, to my audience who were not the aligned audience for that. Yeah. And so it was like an 888 a month offer for three months, much higher price point than anything I had ever done to people who were definitely not my ideal client. And it was complete crickets. Mm. And I put so much effort into that launch. I created a webinar. I ran ads to it. Like I did all the things and nobody bit. And that's what made me realize that launching, like you have to have the aligned audience before you throw the offer out there because Mm -hmm. you can shout into a crowd of people that you're selling something. And if they don't know you as the expert in that thing, or if it's not the people that you've ever been talking to, you could have a really amazing offer. But if your audience doesn't want that offer and it's not in alignment with them, then of course it's going to flop. And so if you've had a flopped launch, you might have an alignment problem, right? Your audience may not be, they may not have the problem that you're trying to solve, or they may not be the ideal client for that offer. And that's okay, right? It just means that you need to check your messaging. It may Mm -hmm. be a messaging problem, right? And maybe that you're not communicating. But for me, it was that I was trying to pivot really quickly and I wasn't trying to without building the aligned audience for some reason. So that pivoted into a mastermind for MLM fitness coaches that wanted to launch their own offer. And then that pivoted into a, like how to build and launch a course, which pivoted into the aligned launch formula. And so I kind of shimmy shaked and took my audience with me while building another audience in those mm-hmm. aligned ways along the way. Mm, sounds like it's such a good idea. I mean, I've done that a couple of times myself and, you know, pivoted or changed direction or whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. it's like you're starting off from scratch every single time. And no wonder you're not getting the success that you're looking for because you yeah. start, need to start over with the new audience every single yeah. time. And I think a lot of people probably do this mistake as well because, and I mean, it's a good thing that you, change your niche or you know you you need to figure out you know what it is that you want to do you want to find a purpose you want to get aligned like you said yeah and that is a journey that you need to go on and you need to hit those bumps in the road and yeah. try to figure out things but uh yeah i think you hit it on the nail on that one just try to maybe do small shifts and then you know you yeah. steer into the right direction Totally. I think the biggest lessons for me that came out of that was the first one to look at it as a lesson. I see so many people have a flopped launch, their first launch Mm -hmm. or like their second or third. They can't seem to recreate that lightning in a bottle that they think that they did the first time and they make it mean something about them. Mm -hmm. They make it mean that like, oh, I guess I can't be successful. Oh, I guess that was just a fluke. Oh, I guess I'm not actually meant for this. And they internalize it and make it about them. Mm -hmm. Instead, what I do and what I did, and I'm grateful that I did it back then, was I looked at it and I said, oh, like, why didn't this work? Like, what was different about this? And I realized, oh, I'm an idiot. I don't have an audience (laughs) for this. (laughs) What am I doing? And so... That led me to like ask myself, do I really want to keep pursuing this audience 
or do I want to go back to what I was doing? And what I decided is that, no, I really do want to pursue this audience. And so I went, put my business hat back on. And I was like, okay, I have an offer that I want to have with a specific audience. How do I do that? Well, I got to build that audience first, but I want to keep making money. So I'm going to find a way to do both. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's overlap, right? Like I knew that there was overlap of other people who were MLM fitness coaches who wanted to start their own business like I did. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I had to kind of move people through that in order to get to where I ultimately wanted to go. But I think that if you look at that zero sale launch and think like, oh, this is proof that I'm a failure and I'm never going to be successful, then of course that's what it's going to be, right? You can call Mm -hmm. it then a failed launch, but I don't ever call a zero sale launch or a flopped launch a failed launch because it's a lesson, right? It's a lesson launch. There's so much to be learned from those launches and all launches. Yeah. And one of my favorite things that James Wedmore says is that success is a crappy teacher. (laughs) And it is. And I think that if you start looking at those launches like a scientist and really take on like, okay, cool. I did this experiment. What Mm -hmm. did I learn? If I didn't prove my hypothesis, right, that this offer plus this audience equals money, then where did the experiment go wrong? And how can I go back through this equation and tweak it and run it again to get the result that I'm looking for? Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, there's no such thing as failed launch. You can just uh, learn something. And I think yeah. you can just say that every launch is a successful one, but it depends on you know what kind of uh, result that you, or meaning that you give it to. But yeah. I mean, like you said, you learn so much from a launch no matter what. And um, all of that knowledge is something you can use to improve on the next one. And you're guaranteed to get some kind of feedback, whether that is silent feedback or if it's actually somebody who's saying something to you, uh, good or bad, it doesn't matter. But uh, getting that feedback and just make sure that you take that on and yeah, make sure that you improve on the next one. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And as far as feedback goes, I, I talked about this on the episode with James too, but I think that we're so afraid of getting feedback, right? We're afraid to put ourselves out there because we're afraid if somebody says something negative about it. Mm. And if you're an online business owner, spoiler alert, there's going to be people who (laughs) like it. You're going to get feedback. You're putting yourself out there. And oftentimes when we get that negative feedback, again, we make it mean something about us. We take it on and we're like, oh my God, yeah, they're right. I am dumb. I don't know what I'm talking about. It is me. And truly like, What I've realized as somebody who has received a plethora of negative feedback is that it only means something to you if you already hold it to be true in your heart. You could not go to Michael Jordan, who's a a very famous basketball player, Mm -hmm. and say, God, Michael Jordan, you're so bad at basketball. He would be like, yeah, okay. (laughs) But if he truly believed that he was bad at basketball, that would hurt him inside, right? Mm -hmm. And so you can only be hurt by the things that you already hold to be true in your heart. And so if you receive feedback that hurts, what an awesome opportunity to see a shadow that you maybe weren't looking at before and to see an opportunity like, ooh, why did that hurt me? Like, what do I need to heal here? Mm -hmm. What do I need to look at so that I can have more confidence in my abilities so that I can believe in myself and so that I can move forward and no longer worry if Karen from South Dakota thinks I'm a bad basketball player. (laughs) Like 
do I think I'm a bad basketball player? Why is this bothering me? And when you can start to look at feedback as an opportunity to grow instead of proof that you're doing something wrong or proof that they are right about you and that you are bad at everything in the world, then you can start to grow. And so I am always looking for those opportunities to be confronted with the things that I haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. Because we're like, to quote Shrek, people are like onions. We have so many layers and so many things that we can't see about ourselves from the surface. But when we receive feedback or when we have a launch that is successful or isn't, like it exposes feelings within us and it shows us what we need to look at and what we need to heal in order to have successful launches in the future. Because if you have a flopped launch and you make it mean that like you're not good enough, do you really think you could have a successful launch if your core belief was that you're not good enough? No, Mm. right? You're never going to attract the success that you want if you deep in your heart believe that you're not worthy of it. And so what an opportunity to see that and say, hey, I really need to work on that and like find that confidence and belief in myself and trust that I am good enough and that I am exactly the person to help people with this because that's what's going to attract people believing in you. Mm, Yeah, exactly. And those people who are, you know, saying bad things to you, probably it's not your right audience anyway. So, you know, who cares? Just... Mm-hmm. Go away. It's so important. true. <laughs> yeah. it's really that thank simple. them. Yeah. yeah. Thank them for pointing that out and exactly. like giving you an opportunity to examine that shadow and then release them. Cause you're mm-hmm. right. They're not your people. And, and that in itself is also an opportunity to just, Oh, yes. right. Okay. These are not my people. Good. Now I know Perfect. who I need to focus on. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's so awesome. true. Uh, why don't we talk a little about your framework? Because um, you had a framework that you mentioned, the Aligned Framework. I do, service. yeah, the Aligned Launch Formula. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. What is that and how does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So what I've realized over the time that I've been launching, which has been like almost two years, well, I've been chewing challenge launches for much longer than that, but in a different context. Um, But I've been really teaching launching and launching my own products for just about two years now. And so along the way, I've learned a lot, right? And, And especially in helping other people launch, I've been able to kind of see the holes and see well, what did make this successful, right? I'm an extremely curious person. Mm -hmm. And so when James Wedmore has a $5 million launch, I'm like, okay, what was successful about that? How can I duplicate that in my own business? And that's really where I came up with what I call the aligned launch formula. And so the aligned launch formula is a series of steps or a series of phases that you go through in order to create what I call an aligned launch. And so the first step of the Align Launch Formula is getting super clear on your purpose, on your passion, and making sure that you are heading toward your true north. Mm -hmm. If you're launching something that you're not in alignment with, do you think that the universe is going to conspire with you to make it happen? (laughs) Probably not. And so there's so many people who are like, oh, I feel like I have to do this, or I feel like this is what my audience wants. And at the end of the day, what your audience wants is a leader. They don't want a short order cook, right? And I spend a lot of time as a short order course creator that like, oh, can you create something about Instagram? Oh, can you create something about Pinterest? And I was like, sure, let me research this and create a course for you because I was acting as like the leader who's like, where are my people? I must Mm -hmm. find them so I can lead them. And instead, 
decide that you are the leader, be in alignment with your true message. And that's the first step. The second step is creating magnetic content or creating aligned messaging. And so this is all about taking a stand for the change that you believe in and being polarizing in your messaging. This is something that people are so afraid to do. (laughs) They just want to attract people, but they don't want to repel anybody. And have you ever seen a magnet attract anything without repelling anything? Magnets literally have two poles for a reason, Mm -hmm. and they can only attract with the same force with which they are able to repel. And so if you want to attract more of your right people, be willing to repel people. And that was what we were talking about with, well, they're not your people. Perfect. Be willing to repel people by taking a stand and being polarizing in what you believe in. So that's the second thing, creating polarizing messaging that really attracts your ideal audience to you and pushes everybody else away because Mm -hmm. you don't need an audience of people who are not aligned to your offer. The next phase of this is building that aligned audience and really kind of testing through your messaging, through your content, through um, lead magnets, which I need to come up with a more fun name for that, which I think are like bait right? You put a lead magnet out there and see what you catch with it, right? If they're not the person who will buy your offer, then they're not going to be attracted to your bait, right? And so you put that out there and you attract an aligned audience of people who are like, yeah, I have the problem that you are solving. And when you have a group of those people, again, it's so much easier to launch to people who have already told you that they have your problem before you go into that. Then the next phase is creating an aligned offer. And that's about making sure that your offer and the container and the messaging around that offer solves the problem and speaks to the true problems of that ideal client. And so along each way, it's all falling in line, right? It's all in alignment. You're speaking your truth. You're being polarizing, like you're in alignment with your message, you're attracting your aligned audience, and then you're creating the aligned offer for all of those things so that by the time you actually launch, you've already done the heavy lifting, right? Mm -hmm. All you're doing at that point is like pulling the blanket off of the surprise and everybody wants the surprise. So it's so much easier to say, hey, it's open. And they're like, oh my God, yes, this is what I've been waiting for before you even do that. Mm -hmm. And so the next phase is doing an aligned launch, which is following a very systematic like system. That's a really awful way to say that. Systematic following system. This, <laughs> the systematic system. Yep. The step-by-step formula of like having and creating a launch. And there's so many people, and I still see people do this, who were like, no, I created this thing and I'm just going to tell my email list that it's open and people are going to want to buy it. Have you ever (laughs) bought anything just because you got an email that the doors were open? Like, no, people want to feel like they're a part of something. And so I am a huge believer of launch mechanisms, doing a challenge, doing a series, doing a webinar, something Mm -hmm. to invite people to, right? People aren't just going to come to your house because you, you say that you're having a party there. Like you have to invite them to the party. You have to wine and dine them and make them want to be there in order to join your program. And so having an aligned launch. And then the last part is like creating that debrief and looking at, okay, here's what I've created. What worked? What didn't? What are the gaps in the funnel? And when you get really clear on what you're doing, you can really easily see where things slipped out 
of alignment. And this, Mm -hmm. a great example of this is in August, I wrapped up my biggest launch ever, which was a $70,000 launch. And I was like, I felt really out of alignment during the launch, which is so funny that I feel like success is a crappy teacher, but it's also can be a really good teacher because Mm -hmm. yeah, I made $70,000, but I also felt like crap the whole time. And so I knew something was off and it wasn't until I did the debrief and I really looked at all of it in a line that I was able to see that my messaging took a really weird shift Mm -hmm. right before car open. I was attracting people with a, with a free course lead magnet that was about challenge launches. And then I took people to a video series that was about standing out because that mm-hmm. was kind of where things were going. Right. And like the line between like, this is all about launching, standing out. And then I was trying <laughs> to get them back into launching. Yeah. Like there was this like boop boop where like I lost a ton of people. So many right. people didn't make it from here to here to here. And I had a really low conversion rate. I still made a ton of money, which is amazing. But like there was a big issue here and mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I felt it right. Energetically. I was like, something is wrong. <laughs> Again, my intuition yelling at me and yeah. me feeling like, what are you talking about? Oh, just listen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I'm like, ah, but like, I didn't see that until I looked at it with that hindsight and I could Mm -hmm. kind of take that 30,000 foot view and say, man, we were on track until this little weird hiccup. And that's why we ended with so little conversions. Like my conversion rate was like 1%. And I had a waiting list of like 90 people and Mm -hmm. only like 14 people total bought. And so like, that's the warm audience. Yeah, exactly. Like that should be like 30 to 40% of the wait list should buy. Mm -hmm. So our expectations were completely blown away by like how bad the launch was. And it was because I was not in alignment with what I teach. Right. I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh no, this totally like in my head in the moment, it made sense, but it didn't make sense to the other people going through it, which is such a great lesson to like be in alignment, just focus on Follow the line, get people yeah. from point A to point B. Exactly. And, and there's, you know, there's this journey in the launch that you need to make sure that you stay on that road. So you get to the end point and you kind of take a detour and <laughs> like people jumped off and yeah. once you got back on track, you know, they were gone. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. We talk a lot about alignment and, you know, being aligned and all that stuff, but I would love to hear what your version of alignment is, what that means to you. Yeah. I think alignment has two meanings and that's why it's one of my favorite words in business. Alignment means being in soul alignment, right? Being in alignment with your purpose, making sure that you're saying the things that you want to say, launching the things that you want to launch, creating the business that comes from your heart and not from your ego saying like, oh, I need to create an Instagram course because that's what people want from me. Instead, creating from your heart and creating from your soul. So being in alignment with your messages first. The second thing is in business, being in alignment with like that launch in alignment where like your audience, like your message attracts the audience that has the problem that's solved by the offer that's met with the mechanism to the door. So you're leading people down a hallway and not down a catacomb to get to your offer. Make it as easy as possible for people to buy from you by having that really clear straight line from A to B rather than getting all mixed up in the middle and hoping they make it to the end of that rat race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, in terms of, you know, um, I know James says, you know, that you want to give them what they want and then you sell them 
on sell them what they need, give them or sell them what they want, give them what they need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because it sounds like it's a little bit contradicting, you know, when you kind of trying to do things that you want to do, but Mm. yeah, I I don't know if you understand the question, but um, totally. So if you have it on your heart to, it's about being a leader, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why those first few steps are so important because when you're looking to your audience for what they want and you're trying to create an offer for what your audience wants first, that's when you're going to be out of alignment with your soul. And that's when you're going to be that short order course creator, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, what do you guys want this month? And they're like, we want to learn about Instagram. And you're like, cool. I'll put together a course about Instagram. This is kind of what YouTube creators are doing, right? Mm -hmm. Is that they're looking for what people are searching. They're trying to pick up on SEO. They're like, what are people interested in? That's what I will be. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, that's backwards. And you, in order to be a leader and to be a thought leader, you have to come up with what are you passionate about talking about? And of course it'll change and it'll kind of evolve over time, but making sure that you are being in authenticity with your truth and your perspectives, even when it's polarizing and being polarizing has worked very well for me because I know who I'm speaking to. And when you say something polarizing, you galvanize the people who agree with you and you push away the people who don't Mm -hmm. and the people who agree with you are the people that you want. And so by standing up and being the leader, that's how you get out of the crowd, right? You, say, this is what I'm about. This is what I do. And then you attract the people to you by being of your word, by being in your message and by creating like your word solves a problem, right? Like that's kind of the first thing Mm. like for business in general. So whatever you believe in, there are people who don't believe that and they want to, and that creates pain that creates desire And so your ideal client are the people who want to have what you have or have what you are teaching them because they don't have it, but they see the gap and they see that they want it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. does. Yeah. So being the leader first, rather than kind of creating things, trying to find your, based on what your audience is telling you. Mm -hmm. Because if you're trying to create based on just what your audience is telling you, then who are you, right? You're just another YouTube creator. You're just another short order cook. You're not a leader. You're not somebody who are like, oh my God, yes, I follow Jess because she is the expert at aligned launching, right? Like James Wedmore. People don't follow James Wedmore because he's going to create content on whatever they want to see. They follow James Wedmore because he creates content and they want to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's all about finding that, aligned purpose that you really want to get into and yes you can then create you know once you track that right audience then you can kind of create what they are looking for and in terms of how you can help them obviously but until you actually find out what is in your alignment um you shouldn't be doing that obviously yeah i think it starts with the with what's inside of your heart and what the change that you are taking a stand to create in the world and like i said that shape that stance can change, right? And I think that niching down is really, I don't know. I don't don't think that you need, I don't think that we as humans have a niche. You don't have an ideal client. Your offer has an ideal client, Mm -hmm. but you are not your offer. And so if you as a human are like, I don't want to just pick one. I'm passionate about this and this and this. Cool. 
but your offer has to have an ideal client. And so focusing mm-hmm. on the end at, as you build the beginning, know what your offer is, know what problem it solves, know the messaging that's the polarizing belief is what I teach people. Know the polarizing belief that you can take a stand for in creating the messaging for that launch. Create content that attracts the person who has the problem that your offer solves at the beginning of the funnel and build it that way, right? Know where you're leading people before you try leading them anywhere. Mm, Exactly. Yeah. And your alignment, should say moment for you was at BBD Live. Yeah. So in that moment, yeah, for sure. In that moment, I was really given this opportunity to shine in a safe way. Mm -hmm. I had been through instances where I had stood out online. I had built a blog, um, God, forever ago in like 2010. Um, (laughs) yeah, right. And it was really successful. I had like a million views or whatever. And I had a large following. I was kind of an influencer before that was a thing (laughs) on like Instagram. And I, that's where I received a lot of dissonance, a lot of hate, a lot of Mm -hmm. people who didn't like what I was saying. And in that experience, I freaked out and I went in, right? And I was like, nobody see me. It's not safe to be seen. I'm not like, what I have to say is not important. And all of these beliefs that were peppering my new business because of an old experience that I had held on to. And so in that room, I was kind of thrust into this situation where I'm standing up and with no preparation at all, I asked a really woo-woo question about parallel dimensions and energy Mm -hmm. and all of these things that are inside of me, but I felt like I couldn't express because they're weird and I didn't want to receive negative feedback. And I didn't really have time to censor myself because I was just kind of speaking completely from like subconsciousness. Mm -hmm. And what that led to was a beautiful opportunity to feel seen in a safe way and to feel like, wait a second, I can say the things that I want to say. I can be in alignment with my message and it's okay. And it's safe. And people don't think I'm crazy or people don't (laughs) think I'm weird. Right? Like it was really the first time that I'd been in a group of people and said, something raw and authentic and I felt safe doing so. Yeah. And so that opened up this whole, I was like, well, if I was safe in that room, maybe there are other people I can be safe with. And maybe instead of giving this watered down version of myself, maybe I can up the strength a little bit and be more me and be more authentic. And that will actually serve me in the long run. And so that was kind of this, it kind of shook my paradigm of like, it's not safe to be seen. Don't say what's on your mind. Like nobody wants to hear it. You're an idiot to like, wait a second, you can be weird. And there are people who love that and who people who that was really a breakthrough for a lot of people, I think in, even though I was the one kind of the vessel of that breakthrough, I think that I've heard a lot of feedback that a lot of people took a lot from that. Mm, yeah. And if it's the one place to be safe, it's definitely on that uh, event. Totally. And yeah. like you said, you know, once you kind of let yourself out, um, you will start attracting the people that can relate to you. And that's where the magic kind of happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. The more authentic I am, the more I attract my aligned audience and the more love that I receive. Like, and I think that, I mean, I think that everything is energy. And I think that when you're afraid of hate, you receive hate because Mm -hmm. fear is a really powerful emotion for attraction. Um, A funny example of this is I went to Sedona a couple months ago now, a month and a half ago or something, and Mm -hmm. I was so afraid of seeing a tarantula. Like I almost didn't go to Sedona (laughs) because I was so afraid of seeing a tarantula. And, you know, James lives out there, and it was during the next level, like, event for our thing, but it was a virtual event. And I didn't end up getting my, like, box of supplies for the event. And he was like, well, I have an extra one. Just come to my house. And so we went to his house to pick it up and we're just talking on like, now what is a deck? It was not Mm -hmm. a deck before of his rental property. And right up behind us crawls this tarantula (laughs) on the wall. And I was like, I was so afraid of this happening. And now I have manifested this tarantula Mm -hmm. because, and he was like, I never see tarantulas here. And here it is. And it's because that energy of fear, you attract that which you're afraid of receiving. And so the same thing with criticism, the same thing with hate, I was putting out that energy of like, I'm so afraid of people to have negative feedback that of course that's what I was receiving. Mm. Now I don't give a shit about negative feedback. Like I, it has no emotional charge for me because it's just an opportunity for me to see the things that I've been avoiding. And so now I don't receive as much negative feedback. And if I do, like somebody corrected my spelling today on Instagram. I spelled alter wrong. And I was like, okay. oh, thanks. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I spelled alter wrong. Okay. Like it doesn't, where that used to like throw me into a spiral of like, oh my God, they think I'm so stupid because I can't spell. Like now I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like I laugh it off. And so it's just like, that's energy, right? You receive and you attract that which you're afraid of receiving because fear is such a powerful magnet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if people are to kind of get started with, the, you know, listening to your intuition, being aligned, mm-hmm. where do you suggest they kind of start in terms of yeah. that? That's a good idea. So I believe that our intuition speaks to everybody in a slightly different way. I don't know if you're familiar with something called human design, but it is a framework for understanding people that mm-hmm. has totally blown up my life. Um, so I know that my intuition speaks to me in those whispers, right? But not everybody's does in the same way. And so recognizing that you may not hear that whisper, you may not have this idea that you can't stop thinking about like I do, but maybe instead it's a gut feeling. Mm, Maybe instead it's, yeah, (laughs) maybe instead it's this like, oh yeah, no, or like, oh yes. And maybe instead it's just kind of this like feeling, right? Like maybe I should turn this other way today. Like, and maybe that's your intuition telling you that there's traffic and it wants you to avoid it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for everybody, what you can do is just kind of pay attention to your latent thoughts, because I believe that those latent thoughts are how our intuition connects with us. If you meditate, Something that was a big aha for me is that I went into meditation with the intention to clear your mind, right? You always hear clear your mind. And as somebody whose mind is so busy and so loud, I could never do that. Yeah. I would just be like, okay, breathe in, breathe out, clear your mind. Stop thinking about that. Why are you thinking about that? Now there's a song stuck in your head. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And I would just overthink trying to stop thinking. 
Mm-hmm. And what I've realized is that if I stop trying to control the thoughts and I just let them go, mm. that's my intuition telling me something. And I, so now I'm just the conscious observer of my thoughts when I'm driving home and I'm in that like Zen state where like, I think it's a theta brainwave state where like you're consciously present, but you're kind of in this weird zone. Mm -hmm. I just listen to what my brain is talking about. And I just like observe the thoughts that I'm having. I don't try to control them. I don't try to think they're weird or anything, but I just kind of observe where my mind is wandering. And that I believe is your intuition speaking to you. It's that voice in the noise communicating with you. And so if you can get quiet or just observe your thoughts and not try to control them, they're not going to go away if you're anything like me, whose mind is kind of always chattering. But it's when you can stop trying to control it and be like, breathe in and out. Like I was in, out, in. (laughs) When you can stop all that nonsense and you can just pay attention and be like, I'm not going to think, like I'm not going to consciously track this, but I'm just going to pay attention to like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's when I get the biggest breakthroughs. And that's how I've been able to connect with my intuition. Also, after those sessions, my journal has been really powerful for me. I don't journal a lot, but in my journal sessions are very short. There's some people who can write in their journal for like pages and pages and pages. All I do is I put the pen to the paper and I just kind of let my hand and my subconscious do the writing. I don't like try to remember anything that came up for me and I don't try to like make a purpose to it. I just kind of let it go and then I'll read it and I'll be like, oh yeah, you're right. Like that is what the big aha was for me. And it kind of takes that consciousness out of it and it kind of lets my subconscious speak to my hand and that's when the intuition can come out. Mm. I love all that. Such a great thing. All right. Um, I think it's time to wrap things up a little bit. Um, Do you want to leave the audience with something last minute before we go? Um, Sure. I think that if you can do anything today to move one step forward, what I would recommend is asking yourself, true, honest, am I creating right now in alignment with what my greater purpose is? And not making that mean anything about you if you're not. And maybe you're like, well, I don't even know what my greater purpose is. Ask yourself, like, what do I feel lit up to talk about? Like if I, gosh, if we could go to parties again, right? But if I went to a party and I'm just having this off conversation, a couple drinks in, and I just can't shut up about something, maybe that's the thing that you're meant to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And asking, like, am I trying to create a business based on what everybody else is doing? Or am I fully in alignment with what it lights me up to talk about? And try to be more in that energy more often and you'll find success. Love it, love it, love it. Um, Where can people find out a little bit more about you, connect with you and all that stuff? Yeah, so you can follow, I have a podcast called the Standout CEO Podcast. Check out that one. Yes. The name will probably change in the future. This will be the second name change. I feel like I am moving more and more in alignment with the name of it, but for some reason, naming a podcast is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, I love the name of your podcast. So I, I have a really awesome episode on there called, um, I think it's just called my $70,000 launch debrief, but it's kind of long. It was actually a training that I did with my students mm-hmm. and I talked, all, I was full disclosure, all the numbers, all the things that I learned, like absolute transparency about my launch. 
And that would be a really good place to start learning about me and my beliefs and kind of mm-hmm. how things work in my business. I think that transparency is huge. And I think that the more transparent we can be, the better. Um, so you can find me there, the Standout mm-hmm. CEO Podcast. I also talk in that episode about changing the name of the podcast. <laughs> um, and you can also find me on Instagram at jess.oconnell underscore. So J-E-S-S dot O-C-O-N-N-E-L-L underscore. Great. We'll put that all in the show notes so that people can click through and um, find more about you. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think we yeah. had an interesting and great conversation. So I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me. This was very fun. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening in this week as well. Uh, we'll catch you again next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.